What if my marriage is falling apart? Well, who can help me now? She mutters I'm a Mr. Moody Pants. I mutter she's a grumpy cow. I think I need some professional help to learn how to communicate. I don't want an average marriage. I want one that's flipping great. Hi there, my name's James, and thank you so much for checking out my podcast, Dad Mind Matters, helping men to safely navigate family life without losing their minds. In this episode, I'm lucky enough to talk to marriage coaches, Justin and Cresta, about what makes a successful marriage. Yeah, I'm Justin, and uh, this is my beautiful wife, Cresta. Hi. And uh, we are marriage coaches, and the the way we kind of got started with this is, uh, I I mean, my kind of coaching, mentoring days go way back from like when I was 17 is kind of when I started this whole thing. Okay. Um, we would have never called it coaching at the time. Um, obviously it's a little different now, but, um, it was, uh, mentoring. And so I kind of mentored and coached people through my entire career. But when I was going through a divorce, um, I got this life coach to try and save my marriage. And I, I had an instant, almost instantaneous change in my life, just the way he was able to put things together, help me understand what I was going through and process things. And um, it was at that time that I really knew I wanted to to coach. Um, I didn't know how that was going to look and what that was going to entail. And then I ran into Cresta. <laughs> Who had, I, like, I, I also have done some mentoring, not, not a lot um, growing up. And I had a completely different uh, life than him. Yeah. Coming through kind of everything. I had never been married. I didn't have any kids. Um, but once we got together and, uh, like I, I'd known him for nine years. Nine years at the time, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I knew his wife. I knew his kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to see the change in him just as a person after his coaching uh, made me realize that I wanted to be involved too. That's brilliant. It's one of those things, isn't it? It's getting married is, and having children is one of those things that it's such an enormous learning curve in your life that you would yeah. expect there to be like some mentoring or coach available if you were to do anything else in your life you'd get some help (laughs) but you're just this enormous thing that happens to you or these these and you're just supposed to kind of you know find your feet and well yeah (laughs) wing it and it yeah it doesn't work you need some help absolutely you know one of the things that we talk a lot about is you invest in your career you invest in your retirement you invest in vacations. How often do you invest in your marriage? And I'm not talking just financial, but like reading books, just getting out there and learning about it. Time. And it's such, you know, it's such a complicated relationship that you're getting into because not only are you two people coming together, but you're two people coming together that are going to grow and change over the course of, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Yeah. And you're you're trying to navigate all of this and so many people just wing it. And I think that's probably the saddest part is nobody I don't want to say nobody wants help, but nobody realizes that there's a lot of help out there right. for couples. I suppose maybe people don't kind of, look for help until it's until it's too far gone. Yeah. Maybe it's pride. Maybe people are like I should just know this stuff. I should just be able to mm-hmm. do this. But as you said, I think you made a really good point that actually you you change as people, the people you are. I mean, I was I originally uh, went out with my my now wife uh, for two years and then we broke up and then we had seven years in in between that time. And Mm -hmm. a lot of it, I think, sometimes is timing. A lot of it is just you meet people at the wrong time. 
and you're just not in a in a space you just want different things um but then even then i think um one of the reasons i mean i wrote a book about becoming a dad for the first time i just don't think there is much a support out there for people who mm-hmm. kind of think am i is i'm feeling like this is this normal is this okay is this and i just think the minute you realize oh no it is completely normal like you know to feel these right. emotions when you know being married or having children that yeah, you're right. It's a shame. There's probably so many marriages that break down just because they didn't realize they could get some support. And that's really sad. Yeah, absolutely. And think about all the all the changes you go through as being a first-time father or a second-time, third-time father. And all those changes you're going through, your wife's going through them too, but she's going through them differently. And you're trying to merge those together and come up with uh, a cohesive parenting style that's going to work for your entire family yeah. and that always brings about challenges um you know i've got two boys they're grown now i've got a 20 year old and an 18 year old and <clears throat> we talk a lot about my my parenting style and you know i say it's sheer luck that my boys turn out as great as they did um you I think know you're probably, you're the, probably... boys, the boys say it's him <laughs> <laughs> well I, yeah i think i think you're probably being very humble i don't think there's no coincidences i think I think a good parent is someone that never feels like they're doing enough. I think p- parents who yeah. feel guilt, I'm like, that's actually a good thing. Because if you're not a good parent, you don't care. And you probably don't realize right. you don't care. Um, so I think, and yeah, I, I think you need to take some credit because they've, 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 you've been their role model. Um, so if they've yeah. turned out really well, you've done a great job. And, you know, you need to give yourself some credit for that, <laughs> definitely. Right. Yeah. I, I, I guess I do take a little bit of credit, but still, you know, at the end of the day, like you're navigating this, this, uh, and this is one of the things we talk about when we work with married couples is, is the role of parenting. And it's just a, it's always a challenge for couples to kind of navigate things it is, uh, one of the, the crutches we, we tend to find. Well, and it's, it's also, you know, it's whether you're in it together for the, from the beginning, or if one of you comes in later like in our, our situation, like I, I didn't birth children. Um, but I have his kids Yeah, and that's a whole nother hurdle to, to parenting and, and to marriage. Do you find when you, when you coach people, do you coach couples together or do you, do you coach them separately? What do you, are there things that you feel work best? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, what we what we offer is or I, I guess offer is not the right word the the crutch of our program is couples together okay. but we also offer individual sessions for uh husband and wife if they want to meet with us one-on-one some couples are comfortable with that some couples aren't uh to answer your question though it's always best to work one-on-one with people because anytime you want to change and improve your marriage you've got to look inward and you've got to do inward work uh, to improve yourself, to, to get things better. Uh, I'll take an example of one client, you know, he's, his, his wife was kind of nagging at him and I don't want to say nagging because (laughs) that's the wrong word to use. (laughs) She was, she was complaining and rightfully so that he was working too many hours. And so he, he ended up just quitting his job. I mean, he had a little bit of a backup plan, but he, he took what she was saying as very, very literal when what she was really saying and trying to communicate was, you know, I need you to spend more time with us. I need you to spend more time with the kids, myself. 
and he went up just up and quit his job. And obviously that brought a lot of tension into the marriage. And what we found specifically with that couple is there, there was one-on-one work that needed to happen with that, that gentleman so that he was able to understand so that he could work on himself and, and make the changes he needed to make because he was making a lot of rash decisions was kind of, for lack of a better word, immature. Yeah. Yeah. That is a big decision. But the wife needed individual work also in, in her communication style, not style, but the, the words that she used uh, to communicate that she wanted his attention and not him to quit his job. Yeah. And so when you brought them together, there was that massive breakdown of communication and just sit, sitting with us, it wasn't, we weren't able to get through to them. And so we had to break them apart. And I, I think that was probably the first time we realized that, okay, we, we really need it has to, to be an option here. <laughs> it, it has to be an option. Yeah. We've got to go forward with this. Uh, Cause initially when we got into this, like, like anything you start, there's going to be correct corrections you need to make. And that was one of the corrections we made early on. Yeah. And it turned out to be good. Now, not all couples take us up on it, but that is something we do offer because we really feel that, that the inward work needs to happen. We won't do a whole program separate. Right. By any means. No. Uh, 90% of it is, but we have that, we have that availability to where if, uh, if they want to separate and, and do one-on-one with him or me, yeah, um, or both that, that it's there. And is it very much, do you often, so do you stay, you know, in, within your agenda? Do you speak to the wife as a wife and a husband as a husband, or does it not, is it not work like that? So we have, we have had that, uh, uh, communi- our discussion between us, and that is something we do offer. We haven't seen it yet. We haven't right. seen where the woman wants to talk to us or the man wants to talk but to I, her. I think it's more situational. It, it um, is situational. What is, what is the the serious issues or the 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 problems that are going on, and how how would it be best fixed? Because it, yeah. it can be if he's speaking to a wife or if I'm speaking to a husband, it might be that way. That might be the best way to fix something. Um, we just haven't had it. We, we haven't had that present itself yet. yet, but that's something we're definitely open to because one of the first things we, we, we talk about when we have couples is what we call family of origin. And what that is, is, you know, you have a male and a female coming together, a couple coming together and they were raised differently. So maybe in Cresta's household, they swept all problems under the rug. And maybe in my household, you know, we hashed out problems and we're very Probably. loud. and Yeah. <laughs> very loud and boisterous. And so when we come together and we get married, I'm tackling a problem being very loud and boisterous and she's sweeping things under the rug. And immediately there's that miscommunication because the way she deals with problems and the way I deal with problems are drastically different. And so the first thing we talk about is understanding how your spouse was raised, understand how they communicate. Because if if I go into that situation, I think she doesn't want to deal with anything and she's thinking that i'm well, he always just wants to yell at me yeah I just yeah that's a really her. good point actually and i think your marriage sounds quite a lot like my marriage <laughs> um and i think it, it, there's not a right or wrong that's just what no. you're used to it's what you've mm-hmm. grown up you in and actually to, i can understand understand if, it yeah if you've grown up in a quieter household where maybe some things are avoided then boisterousness and people vocalizing is probably quite scary and quite intimidating whereas yeah. If, you, if you're used to having quite vocal conversations, then it can be frustrating. You say, well, why, why don't you just talk to each other? But th- there's not a right or wrong. It's just, I suppose, learning each other's language of what they're, how they've been brought up to communicate. Exactly. And what we have found is, you know, we have a, 
uh, eight week course and we have nine modules in there. And we found that, that if we take two weeks just working on that, what we call fa family of origin, and just really get them to understand where each other's coming from, understand how each other's communicating. Cause we have found that most couples are trying to communicate. They're just, they're just miss, missing the mark. Yeah. Um, we found that, that everything else that we go through, you know, the spirituality, the self care stuff, you know, the, the sex stuff and, and everything else just kind of, it kind of snowballs because we've got them talking, we've got them communicating, we've got them understanding where each other's coming from. And so now everything else is just, uh, it's just easy at that it, point. It also helps them learn to understand the other parts of it. Yeah. The, if they're looking to understand why this is happening, then it's easier to, to get to where you're going. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. That's a, a little good point. more openness. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose, and you're right. It's the biggest, it's, it's such an important investment to make in your life because actually if your marriage is, if my marriage isn't working, then it's all about academic because I'm just unhappy and I'm not going to be my best and I'm not going to be the best father. I can be your best husband. And I definitely, I definitely will have as any human being will have some, some chinks in my armor where I'm, I've got to work on some of my own stuff, some of my own insecurities. So mm -hmm. I can see how until you actually face those, both of you, then it's going to be difficult to go overcome some hurdles as a married couple. Yeah, you know, and once you've faced those, because to your point, there's a lot of insecurities that are brought up in the communication aspect when we're working with couples. And sometimes we have found when we're working through those family of origin modules is that maybe it's not a communication issue but it is an insecurity issue and somebody doesn't want to bring it up you know we had one husband that just wasn't making a ton of money the wife was the breadwinner in the household and they were doing fine financially he just you know she was you know she was a, a nurse practitioner and you know he, he had I forget what kind of job he had i think he worked at a, a retail outlet or something yeah. so i mean the, yeah, the difference that can be a, d a difficult dynamic as as, yeah. as socially we are brought up that traditionally men are the breadwinner it's not exactly. like it was for our parents but it's certainly there's yeah no i get it i i i, I think i think you can feel a little bit emasculated if that's your situation which is actually really unfair because i think it's a lot more yeah. equal these days mm -hmm. yeah and when you look at the households they were brought up they were drastically different like she was provided a lot more opportunity than than he was and considering where he was brought up, he had made a lot of himself and, and had raised the standard in his own family by by being the per person that he was. And it wasn't yeah. a it wasn't a personality conflict. It, it was more just his insecurity. And once we were able to and that took him, what, three, four weeks yeah. to, to, to finally at least admit it. And then once we worked through that, they were able to start putting some pieces together uh, because he was able to say, OK, I, I understand my role now. It's not a it's it's not a higher or lower role in our family. It's just a different role. Yeah. Right. And it's not what I expected when I came into a marriage, but it it's the reality that we're living with, and it's not bad. It's just different. Well, you're not in competition and, with you your know, wife, you had are mentioned you? Early. You're not. No, it's not a no. competition. And actually, I mean, my wife definitely. She's a teacher. She earns more than I do. Absolutely, my job, and I I do a lot, probably a lot more of the childcare than a lot of my my friends mm -hmm. but I, I i like that i enjoy that and and i'm lucky that i've yeah. got a wife who's supportive because a lot I, a lot of i suppose you said as you've been brought up if you've been brought if your wife's been brought up in a house where the father was the breadwinner and the mother wasn't then it might mm -hmm. feel strange if that wasn't how her marriage was 
Right. Yeah, absolutely. And getting people to understand that society has changed. You know, we're not growing up in the 40s and 50s anymore. Society has changed. And because society has changed, you know, just the, the natural outcome is there's more opportunities for women now than there were before. And so that in and of itself is going to uh, afford some of the women to be breadwinners in the household. And again, you're not fighting against each other. You guys are on a team. You're working together. And if, if mo more couples would just see that, we, we would be a lot better off because it's not a, it's not a bad thing when she earns more. No. no. No, it's not. It's just different. Yeah, just different. Yeah, and I suppose your work, your, it's about celebrating the difference as opposed to worrying. Absolutely. That it's, yeah. Yeah. Celebrating and accepting the differences. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's kind of what they eventually came to at, at the end yeah. was yeah. just peace in, in, in what they have. Because, yeah. you know, once you, give, once you have that peace, once you have that acceptance of the way life is, you're able to move forward and you're able to succeed. When they came to see that they have each other. Yeah. And what they, what they had with each other was worth all of it. Yeah. It, it didn't matter how they were, they were getting along. They were getting along. And, mm -hmm. yeah. and they were getting along phenomenally. Yeah. yeah so it doesn't, Absolutely. Yeah. Don't question that it's working. Just be happy that it's working. Right. Yes. Um, hang on a minute. I'm yeah. about to be, what are you doing? Out, <laughs> out you go. No, out you go. Sorry. It's okay. Sorry. That is, is uh, if I'm not interrupted, I was amazed that we actually managed to get 20 minutes in. And I hadn't been interrupted. By <laughs> that is. The, um, <laughs> That's awesome, man. I love it's, it. It's just what it is. Our house it is, is a bit. I'm actually, we're having, I'm very excited because we're having a garden office built. I can't wait because it just means oh, wow. that I won't have half naked children coming in after the charges. <laughs> it's just, you know. You know what though, man, that's, that's part of it. That's, that's part of it. Like that's one yeah, of the reasons the that, that we wanted to start our own business in, in, in life coaching was the marriage coaching was the perfect fit for us. But just that freedom to be able to to have our family around us while we're working. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, our kids are a little grown, are grown, but just having that freedom to to have those moments like that. Like, well, we have the dogs that yeah that will make noise, and you know, we don't have to worry about that. That's well, you that's can give us are. some advice. We're about to get a dog. We're about to. I grew up with <laughs> dogs, and my wife's never had a dog, and, and ever since the pandemic, where where I think everyone that my children knew got a dog. I'd always said, look, we'll get a dog when I when there's there's an adult at home every day because it's not fair. You can't leave a dog on right. its own; it'll right. wreck your house. Um, <laughs> so literally, in two weeks, we actually are going to pick up our, our first dog. So um, that's yeah. exciting. Any tips? Any tips? Things that we should. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we raise dogs differently, so. <laughs> so so my best tip, and my grandfather taught me this, is I had a coffee can with a funnel attached to the top of it and rocks on the inside that I would shake at the dog for a discipline instead of like a shock or a spank, okay. a spank or something like that. And I have found that to be extremely successful. Um, in my older years, I, I had actually lost the one my grandfather gave me. So I just put rocks in an aluminum can and just use that as a discipline because it obviously dogs have super sensitive hearing better than us. And it, it does something to them where you're you don't feel like you're you're actually disciplining the dogs in a hurtful manner that's good yeah because i wouldn't be good at i'm not i wouldn't be all right with i don't i don't ever remember us 
whacking the dog or anything. I don't know right. if right. Yeah, and I yeah. I've never been that way either. I'm I've always just loved my dogs. <laughs> yeah, I did. I didn't potty train them. I installed a doggy door, so they are doggy door trained. Brilliant. Yeah, and they come and go as they please. And <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and really dogs are a lot like children, like just be, mm-hmm. be firm and not in a mean way, just be firm, consistent. You, you, yeah. You need boundaries. Board. I mean, they're yeah. constantly testing boundaries, I suppose. Yeah. You know, and I, I had a podcast the other day and I had my son on it and uh, we, we were talking about very similar to this. And I was like, you know, how, how did you feel about, you know, the boundaries that, that, you know, I set up for you? And he's like, you know, at the time I didn't like him, but now I'm I'm very appreciative of yeah, the boundaries you had I because I don't feel that I missed out on anything, but I feel I'm better prepared for the real world. And again, just setting those boundaries for kids and dogs alike. I mean, they're very similar in, in how you approach they it. They are. You know, so. <laughs> just raise your kids like you raise your dog. You're about right. <laughs> yeah. It's, a, yeah they, um, I, it's about putting in the work, isn't it? If you put yeah, in the work. It really is. It, and consistent. Yeah. Be consistent with it. Yep. So how's the podcast going? How long have you been doing a podcast? Uh, March 6th. March 6th was our launch date. And we have did episode 30 or 29 just aired? Uh, Derek's is 30. So that'll be this week. So our 30th episode's airing. Um, we have roughly 2,000 listeners or subscribers. That's roughly. brilliant. Um, but we use a production company as well. So all we do is we just hit record and then we send off the raw audio files. They make it so easy. They're actually based in your area. That's called progressive media. They're pretty good. Oh, what they're in Britain. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, brilliant. Yeah. No, it's, I think I really like podcasting and I really like, I think it's a really positive media. I think it's, I think it's going to really replace television in lots of ways. Absolutely. Um, I think it's a really nice way because you can feel like you think you can get to know people in a in a way where they feel like your friends to an extent when you're listening yeah, right. and you're invested in a channel. Yeah, absolutely. So we had uh, I was we went to church last Sunday and I ran into a gal that I hadn't seen in probably a month because she was yeah. she's been on vacation a lot and she's like. I, I still listen to your podcast and I just feel like I know you guys so much more than I know I know you. <laughs> yeah, that's good. And we, and we didn't know how many listeners we had till a week ago, two weeks ago. Uh, yeah. So we thought we hit maybe had like 20, 30. And so <laughs> we just do it because we like it. It's fun. You know, and it's a lot of fun. It also helps w- with our coaching because we're able to kind of hash out some, some of the, the modules and stuff in mm-hmm. front of our audience. And so they can kind of see some of the, well, and it also the shows that, that we we work on things too. Yeah. That that we have our own little hitches that we we have to get through and yeah. and we can kind of show people how we navigate in our marriage. Yeah. Especially this uh breast cancer di- di- <laughs> diagnosis, it's been definitely a challenge. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yep. I'm sure. How are you if it's not too ridiculous a oh, question? I'm- Um, well, I'm hanging in there. I just got through. So my treatment schedule is they were going to do six rounds of chemo and then we'll go into surgery and then I'll do a year's worth of, um, immunotherapy. Um, and I just on Thursday had my third round of chemo. So I'm halfway through the really hard part, I think. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, lucky we caught it early. Yeah. Accidentally. Um, Accidentally. But yeah, we caught it early. And so the tumor was only a centimeter. 
Um, it had gone to one of the lymph nodes, but again, the lymph node did its job and didn't spread, spread it to the it, rest it, of the body. Yeah, the lymph node is three centimeters, so it, it took on a lot more than the actual yeah. tumor itself did. So oh. they're going to go in, they're going to remove that, and uh, yeah, she'll be good as new. Yeah. <laughs> I just, well, I just look can't amazing. wait to have more energy. You look amazing. Well, thank you. So, so, thank you. And yeah, it's I weird mean, to have no hair, but it's, it's, uh, it's well worth it. You know, in the long run, it's gonna, it's gonna grow back and yeah, it's a small price to pay. So do you, do you feel like the situations like this bring you closer together? It, for, for us? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Cause he's able to show me, um, love in a way that he may not have been able to before. Um, cause he's never been faced with anything like this no. in his previous marriage or anything. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's putting him to, to the test and putting me to the test and I get to see what he, what he can come up with to, you know, make me feel the, the little, little bits of specials that I probably wouldn't have felt before. Yeah. You guys look I like think... a great team to me. You look like you really <laughs> complement each other. We yeah. try. <laughs> I, I think one of the hardest aspects, and I shared this on, on, on our podcast, but the hardest thing for me was when I walked in there the first time, because they don't allow vis visitors while she's in the chemo room. Yeah, in the plugged in. Pl plugged in, getting chemo. But they do allow me to bring her lunch. And just seeing her there, getting the chemo, just helpless, and there's nothing I can do for her. You know? Yeah, that's like that's heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah, you know, and now all he could do was leave me lunch. Yep. And, <laughs> you know, it's that that was the moment, I think, that that it really hit me that there's nothing I can do, because so often as men, we want to take control. We want to get things done. Men are fixers. Yeah. And yeah, there was nothing I could do. So but he left me lunch and it made me feel better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I suppose it's doing whatever you can do, irrespective yeah. of how small you might think it is i think it's um, it's a lot bigger to me than it was for him yeah absolutely. yeah to, i can imagine yeah. yeah and he comes to all of my doctor's appointments he absolutely. he finds a way to be at every single one um so yeah that's that's helpful too just knowing that and yeah. then if he's got to be out of town for something he makes sure that there's like three or four people lined up to check on me <laughs> <laughs> yeah I've, I've got my own pri private text that she's not part of that you know, if, if, if I've got to be away for an extended period of time that, you know, I, I've got people lined up every day to check on her, bring, bring her things that she needs, needs to be brought. So she doesn't go without. Yep. So yeah. well, I'm, I'm also still working full time through this. So yeah, it's, it makes you for guys long are inspiring. days. Sometimes. You guys are inspiring. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be a lot. Hopefully there'll be people listening who I don't know, might be in, might be struggling with situations and might look at you and think, it's you know you guys have got a real can-do attitude. Um, yeah. So I admire you. That's that was the first thing that when we first when this first came up, um, one of the first things that we talked about was the there's no way we're gonna allow the negative. Like yeah. we have to stay positive, otherwise we're done. Um, yeah. I'm done. It has to be positive, and that was one thing that we set in place, and that's one thing that we have not. You know, I, I have my days. He has his days where it's, uh, you know, I'll I'll cry and he'll just hold on to me for five minutes and then it's like okay i'm feeling better let's <laughs> let's get back on the positive train and yeah and it's, it's actually something we pulled out of our modules because you know when when you're developing courses and you're coming up with things you're usually doing it when you're in a good place you know yeah there's not a lot of conflict and so one of the awesome things we we started with and we've 
read a lot about it, the po positive aspects of it was, was the gratitude journal and just, you know, thinking positive thoughts and, and, and just writing down everything that that's going well for you. I can't tell you how often doing that every day, even in spite of what we've got going on has helped us get through a lot of days staying positive. So she's in a lot of pain. She's not having a good day, but, but what, what are some silver linings, if you will, that we're seeing out of this? Yeah. Um, because, you know, cancer is hard to go through what, whatever stage you're at, uh, whatever diagnosis you've got, it's hard. Mm -hmm. And so what positives can we see in there? So we walked into our oncologist three weeks ago and, you know, we had the, you know, he comes in very somber, very, uh, very serious. And by the end of it, we had him laughing and joking with us because yes, this is very serious. We got to take this serious, but at the same time, man, you, you've you still got to live your, your life humor. and you've got to keep your, yeah, we, we like keep keeping our humor about us. Yeah. So. Well, I think yeah. you've got the best attitude because as you said, there, you're, you're doing what you can and you're, you, I think a lot of it is your attitude. Well, it's only going to help, isn't it? It's not going to, yeah. it's not yeah. going to, um, and I think you're right. Gratitudes are really, and I do that. I mean, I, I always, before this is one of the last things I do before I go to bed, before I go to sleep, I'm in bed. And I'd, I always, I say, I say a prayer and I basically, mm. I just list the things I'm grateful for and things yeah. like, you know, just, I enjoyed, you know, playing cards with my daughter or kicking a football around with my son. And it kind of just reminds me, actually, you're really blessed. You're really mm. lucky. So it just, it's a really good way of seeing the wood from the trees and having a bit of perspective and going, actually, you know, there are people who. I remember there's a really good saying is, you know, that, um, there's a version of you a year ago who would give everything to be where you are now. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, in a lot of ways, it's very easy just to focus on the small things and not, not take for granted, you know, and take stuff for granted. Yeah. Right. I think one of my favorite sayings is um, you can't control the situation, but you can control how you react to the situation. Yeah. 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 Life is full of storms. Learn to dance in the rain. Yes you know playing the puddles yes. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so it's it's been a uh it's been a challenge for us but it's you know w we never ask the question why is this happening that's something we don't even i haven't had an anger stage no uh yeah you know we that's we amazing just, yeah you know because whatever life throws at you none of us are dealt the perfect hand in life we're all dealt i don't want to say crap hands because we are blessed but we're all dealt difficult situations that we've got to go through. And so we can either sit and just fester on why was I dealt this specific hand, or you can choose to move forward and continue to grow and learn and be a better person in spite of it. That's what I was just going to say. It's also a learning experience. Yeah. Like he's learning about me. I'm learning about him. We're learning about us in this situation. Yeah. And it's only yeah, I admire you better. because I, th I think you'd be well within your right to feel angry and cross I, you know i really admire that you've managed to kind of i don't know not be consumed <laughs> by that to an extent that's really admirable right. a lot of people do get get they to do. that point and i've i've spoken to women who are there and it's it's difficult yeah it is it is when you see people who really are struggling with it mm -hmm. um and you got a lot of you know it kind of breaks your heart because even in spite of what you're going through like there's still reason to be optimistic and happy and, you know, life is always going to throw you curveballs. And so yeah. if you expect the curveball that something's just going to come out of the blue, you're better able to deal with it. 
Right. Um, you're better, better able to maneuver, make the adjustments you need to make, and you know, we've that had to, gratitude. Yeah. Cause we've had to make adjustments in our lifestyle. Like we're not able to travel as much as we <laughs> like, uh, you know, and it's been a, a bigger financial burden than we anticipated, even though we have health insurance and, you know, so there's a lot of curveballs that were thrown at us, but we're, we're able to maneuver because we're not getting stuck in the moment of the pity party, the, right. the poor me. You know, we're not making excuses for what's happened. We're just moving on and we're taking each day as it comes. Mm -hmm. But that takes, an, you know, to give you both some credit, that takes an awful lot of courage because that's it's it. That's not an easy thing to do, is it? It's that's scary. Not, yeah, I bet it. I, I, <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't I don't get it. That's the thing. I can imagine how, <laughs> well, I, I, how scary it is. So I, you know, I, the fact that you're dealing with it the way you are dealing with it is is humbling. Um. Yeah, I think it's just a testament to to our ability to rely on each other. Yeah. Cuz independently, I don't think we'd be able to do this. I wouldn't. Yeah. Um, but it's just it's just a testament to to our ability to rely on one another and that we trust one another to to pick us up when the other's down. Yeah. Cuz we both had have, have had down days. Mm -hmm. And it the other one just steps right in, lifts and it, us and up. It's a natural thing. It's it not is. it's not a, a a communicated, Hey, you need to step up today. Cause I'm having a bad one. It's just a natural, yeah. we, we feel each other. We see each other. We pay attention to know when, okay, well, he's having a little bit of a hard time right now. So I'm going to step up and it, it, yeah, it just, it's a natural thing. Yeah. And that happens when you know your spouse. It does. Yeah. And I suppose, as you said, and you, you said with your, with your, the people you coach, you have to do some work on yourself mm -hmm. and to get to know them but then it's totally it, it's like anything that's hard work it's totally worth it it's totally worth doing oh, yes. the work mm -hmm. to find that out absolutely 100 yep. percent. yeah you know one of the books i read was by darren hardy i believe that the compound effect mm -hmm. and just doing little things every day whether it's in your finances whether it's in your marriage uh whether it's on Even your podcast your attitude. your attitude just do little things each day you're not going to notice it right away but the compound effect of doing those little things every day you're going to look back at yourself in three four five six months and you're going to say man we have overcome a lot we've accomplished a lot because yeah. of those little things because of those little things and so often we we try to buy and i know i was bad at this so often we try to bite off huge chunks and they almost seem uh overwhelming like okay i can't do that so i'm just going to get discouraged and not do it Instead of saying, okay, what can I accomplish today that's going to take one piece of the pie out from that big task? And then tomorrow, what's another piece I can take? So that's kind of Yeah, that's really good advice, life. actually, because I think sometimes yep. it's not that people can't do something. It's just that they're, mm -hmm. they're, they're, just, they're looking at the whole thing. It's like I've run a few marathons, in my, and if I looked at trying to run 26 miles, it's impossible. Focus on the next kilometer or the next mile. Yep. Yep. And sometimes, yep. I mean, I've, I've struggled with my mental health for years. And sometimes I just say, just get through the next hour, get through, yep. the, get through the day. And then mm -hmm. you get through that day. And, and it, it just, it, I think that's the, yeah, I think if you just, just don't, and don't rule, don't uh, write off one day because you had one bad thing happen. Right. Um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause we're all going to have bad days. We're all going to have bad minutes, bad hours, but we're all going to have good ones too. We are. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a really good point. And actually, I think we don't we don't give them the same value. You can have twenty good we things don't. happen in a day, one bad thing happen, and that's what you choose to remember, which is odd. I don't know why it, right? human <laughs> beings do that. It doesn't make any sense. 
Right. You know, uh, I, I was in sales for a lot, lot of years and we always say, you know, every no you get is, is one no closer to a yes. And so yep. if you're having bad moments, then that's just one less bad moment before you're going to get to the next good one. You know, if, if nice you look at it that, that way, you know, then you're always looking forward to the next yes or that next good moment instead of looking forward to all the, all the no's or all the bad moments. So, you know, that's kind of, I, I guess that kind of sums up how, how we take life. Yeah. And our marriage. And our marriage. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why it was. And our cancer. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That, yeah. So that how can people get, works. how can people get in touch with you if they've, if they've been listening and, and obviously they've got problems in their relationships and, you know, they've been inspired by what they've heard in the way that I have, how can they get in contact with you? Uh, the best way to get in contact with us is through our website. It's deviationbydesign.com. That's deviationbydesign.com. Uh, there they'll be able to read about us. They'll be able to read about our coaching program. And if it's something they're interested in, then they're able to book a, th a free 30-minute call with us. Um, during that call, we're, we'll just go through. It's a uh, coaching session. It is a coaching session. Yeah, and then it's at, a free coaching at, session. That's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. And then at the end of it, we give them a free three-day course um, via an ebook. And uh, they're able to go through that. And if it's something they like and they want to continue, continue on past that three-day course then they can get give us a call back at that point yep. brilliant and i'll make sure all all of this information your contact details are in the podcast description so they can get hold of you awesome um, thank you it's been absolutely my pleasure to talk to you both um yeah absolutely i'm really Thanks, i'm i really admire you both and how you. awesome you are and i i i yeah it's been a something all, all the podcast guests are, are interesting in a different way, but every now and again, you have one that's like, wow, I really got something <laughs> from that. So, so thank you. You're yeah. Welcome. Thanks, thank man. You. We appreciate you having us. Yes. No problem. Bad Mind Matters, helping men safely navigate family life without losing their minds. Two podcasts every week on a Monday and a Thursday. My book, First Time Dad, a 42 week guide to pregnancy is available in Kindle and paperback form on Amazon and an audiobook form on Audible. To sign up for my monthly newsletter, please visit my website www.dadmindmatters.com.